Hey listeners, you're listening to another exciting episode of Chewing the Scenery Horror Movie Podcast. This is a podcast where we friends get together and talk about a horror movie, which we will spoil. And we're going to talk about Recently Watched before we get to that, and we will try not to spoil those things. We thank the Moonrays for giving us that song, Intro Creature Features, at the top of the show. You can find their music on Apple Music or Amazon, where you can buy it digitally, or say hello to them on Facebook, where they are the Moon Dash Rays. And say hello to us on Instagram or Facebook, where we are chewing the scenery. No one ever says hi. What's up with that? What? I know. It's like, I deliberately make stupid mistakes, and sometimes just make stupid mistakes. No one ever calls me out on that. What? I mean, I said, like... Munster's characters that were actually Adam's family characters, and no one calls me out on it. Oh, man. What do I got to do here? Maybe people don't know who the Munsters or the Adams family are anymore. <laughs> Maybe they don't. <laughs> Rob Zombie posted a blueprint. He's like, it's got to be done right. So he's like having the Munsters mansion built to specifications that will match the... Nobody wants your Monsters grandpa. <laughs> <laughs> we got real shit to worry about right we've got terrifying reality yes so what i have to ask you this because um my mother-in-law walked through the room while i was watching strip nude for your killer nice you know she was over today and i was re-watching it because i felt like i missed some things and um the nudity well you know some of it was worth a second look but uh She's like, what's this? And I'm like, eh, it's a giallo. Well, ah, 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 ah. She wasn't really listening to my answer and then walked out. And I'm like, okay, uh, you just saw a couple of naked people. You didn't get to watch them get murdered. Ah, oh, you missed the best part. Right. So whatever. Um, what did you watch since we did this last? Uh, I watched a shit ton of Italian shark movies. <laughs> How did you find them? Where were they? To be. Okay, all I found on Tubi was The Last Shark. Uh, what else is on there? They have The Last Shark, Deep Blood, Okay, and Cruel Jaws. Okay, Cruel Jaws was the one I couldn't think of the name of. Um, Jolien gave us a list of four, and only one of them I found. Well, Great White and The Last Shark are the same movie, I believe. Oh, okay. So I think he only gave us three. I could not remember... All of them. I remember Great White, mm -hmm. Last Shark, Cruel Jaws. And I don't remember. There was something else, but <clears throat> I couldn't remember what it was. Uh, but I did find those three. Um, I won't talk about them now. Mm -hmm. I will save it for next week's show. It's probably worth mentioning to our listeners that um, normally it's three of us. It's, well... And I also usually say, hi, we're your hosts. I'm Richard, and I'm here with Will. Hello. And then I say Jolien, and he's here, and he says... Hello. Hello. <laughs> and then, uh, well, he's not here this week, so um, you'll hear his dulcet tones next week. Yes. When we talk about a mess of Italian shark movies. Yes. So to make up for that, and to put things out of order, we're going to talk about an Italian giallo. Yes. Uh, looking for Italian shark movies, or maybe it was before that. I don't remember. Uh, I found Tubi had a couple of giallos I'd not seen. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think plural is gialli. Gialli, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yellows. Yellows. Um, I watched Paranoia, hmm. which was a 1965 giallo. Uh, a, An earlier one. Yeah. Um, 
a rich American widower or widow <clears throat> uh, moves to Italy uh, after her husband dies and meets up with a uh, a couple of no good nicks who uh, are they swarthy? No, <laughs> uh, it's a brother and sister. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, there's something going on there between them too. Ew. Yeah. Um, it was all right. It was a little long. Um, <clears throat> it was also probably really shocking in 1965, mm-hmm. but now is tame enough for, I don't know, Sunday afternoon viewing. For oh, the geez. family, you know, it's got a little incest and some murder in it. Yeah, so yeah, much. A little bit of nudity, but... Yeah, what else you got? Nothing nothing much, so... Yeah, yeah try to shock us. And then I watched uh, Strip Nude for Your Killer, mm-hmm. which we'll talk about. Yeah. And uh, other than that, uh, let's see. I watched more Star Trek. Not, I'm not loving season three of Discovery. It's... Uh, Usually Star Trek shows, the first season's the worst, Mm -hmm. and they get better as they go along. I think they've reversed it this time. The first season was the best, and they're getting worse as they go along. Mm. And uh, So they're learning nothing as they go. No, it's just kind of nebulous as to what's going on. Um, They've traveled to the future to the 32nd century which i was real excited to see mm-hmm. but they've not done much with it um i also get annoyed when they have characters use current slang or colloquialisms mm-hmm. um because i think it'll be really dated oh yeah and it's like TNG, I thought, did a pretty good job. All of them did a pretty good job of being a sort of, I don't know, sort of free of any of those things that are, you know, would date it. You, mm-hmm. you never heard Jordy say, I'm all that in a bag of chips or something. <laughs> right. And, where you'd roll your eyes. Now it's like, oh, you hear somebody say, oh, you're the bomb. And you're like, wow. Is that even current? That doesn't sound... That's stale now, That right? sounds real stale already. You know, it's weird. Like, sometimes um, people who write movies that are supposed to be a period piece don't realize that, like, uh, I don't know. There were things that were particular to the 70s and 80s. Mm-hmm. And there were some things that didn't exist yet. So when something is said in 1979 and a character goes, Oh, yeah. Yeah. That... That little intonation just didn't exist yet. Yeah. And, and, I mean, maybe somebody somewhere did it, but they were, I don't know, maybe they had something wrong with their head, but it, it was not something people did. And in the 1960s, people didn't go, ooh, burn. <laughs> yeah. That started somewhere in the mid-70s. Yeah. Um, what was that show? There was some silly... Uh, I can't think of the title of it. It was terrible. It had way more problems than this. But one of the first things that bothered me in the show was that it was set in the late 70s mm-hmm. and somebody used some phrase that was from the early 90s Ooh. and it stuck out like a sore thumb. Yeah. And I thought, this is not good, but maybe they're going somewhere. This is a not an unreliable narrator kind of thing or something. No, it was just shitty writing. 
<laughs> you can call it what it is. Yeah. I mean, shitty writing is shitty writing, and that's kind of that. Um, Hunters, I think that was the show. Hmm. Al Pacino's a Nazi hunter. Ooh, yeah. Sounds sounds great. Uh, yeah, I tried to watch it. Oof, Just awful. Failed to launch. Yeah, and the twist at the end that I've I read the twist. I, mm. Uh, ooh, yeah. Sounds like it's a real uh, a real like what what what. <laughs> Was that it for you recently watched? Um, we watched some Clarkson Farm. I started watching uh, the reboot of Gossip Girl on HBO Max. Oh, how's that? Uh, it's entertaining. I mean, I'm not going to say it's anything good, but it's entertaining. Yeah. Uh, rich kids, you know, screwing up their lives. Yeah. And then we watched a, a show also on HBO Max called Euphoria. Hmm. Uh, Which reminded me a lot of, I don't know if a show I mentioned before, but there was a British show called Skins. It was a bunch of degenerate teenagers getting up to no good. Are they skinheads? No, Skins refers to uh, rolling papers. Oh, okay. For joints. That's British slang that we never picked up here, I guess. Right. Um, so, yeah, it's a... Uh, it's again. It's a bunch of teenagers. Uh, these teens are all, all screwed up, and they have no future. Mm-hmm. So lots of drinking, lots of drugs. Uh, it's entertaining. I don't know. So is it basically a vampire story minus the actual vampires? Sort of. Yeah. yeah good. I guess so. Good. You could say that. Um, Euphoria deals with a, a girl named Rue who is fresh out of rehab. And uh, kind of back in town and, and meeting up again with all her friends. Uh, she was in rehab for the summer, sort of. School's restarting. Mm-hmm. I think it's probably her senior year. And there's a new girl in town called uh, Jules who uh, they're going to be friends. They tell you that right off the bat. But they've just now met. So the narrative kind of jumps around. But. Hmm. Uh, pretty entertaining, you know, but definitely not for anyone who's a pearl clutcher, <laughs> right. you know, worried about, uh, about kids being, being bad. Yeah. Makes me wish I had been a little worse in, in, in uh, high school, you know, a little riskier. Yeah. I have to ask when in, in this, of course, quit working by the time I hit probably 13 or 14, but, uh. My mom would sometimes say that she was going to send us to military school. Mm-hmm. And I really didn't like the idea of buzz cuts, uniforms, and getting yelled at. So when I was five or six, that was a scary threat. Yeah. My dad never had to use those kind of threats. He would just give you a look. And you knew you better knock whatever it was off. Yeah. But mom would be like, I'm going to send you to military school. And I'm like, holy shit, what's that? And I'm just picturing it. I don't, I don't even have anyone telling me what it is. It just sounds horrible. And uh, eh, like I said, by the time I hit about 13 or 14, I knew that was a bullshit, like, hollow threat. But, um, yeah, like, uh, parents used to be able to scare kids. I went to college uh, art school here. With a uh, young lady whose uh, mom sent her and her sister to some god-awful paramilitary boot camp when they fucked up. And it was not 
I don't remember what she did. She stayed out all night, something. I'm sure it was a buildup. <sighs> but it sounded like her poor sister just got thrown along for the ride. Like, Mom was like, I'm not watching either of you kids. You're going to this boot camp for six months. And then she moves her new boyfriend in while they're gone. Yeah, or something, probably. Yeah. Uh, the kids are probably fucked up because of her. Yeah, it sounded it sounded like it was a pretty miserable experience. That yeah. actual boot camp would have been better because they have some rules. Mm-hmm. And they're not just, you know, bunch of, straight out torturing you. To <laughs> yeah, a bunch of child abusers that are just make, yeah. making them do hard labor. and Hard labor and lots of Bible stuff. Ugh. So. I remember when those um, when those weird afternoon shows would like parade out the uh, the bad kids and the parents and then send them off to boot camp or whatever. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was kind of a trend back in the uh, I'm guessing early 2000s. Yeah, that would have been about yeah late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. That she was shipped off. Yep, that's about yeah. when. Sally Jesse Raphael and Jerry Springer uh-huh. and all those shows. Yeah. And she's, Maury Povich, whatever. You know, she's kind of like, yeah, it was like that. It was, you know, terrible. They yelled at you. They gave you terrible food. They stopped short beating you with a stick, mm. but uh, just, those, just barely. And some of those camps just beat you with a stick. Yeah. I mean, there have been kids who died at those oh, silly yeah. things. Oh, yeah, for sure. You know, well, I think she said they dropped you off in the woods to... Yeah. Survive for a couple days, which just seems, <clears throat> I mean, not that kids couldn't survive in the woods. They obviously did. But it seems a tad reckless uh, yeah. to drop some kids who may or may not have some real uh, behavioral issue- issues mm-hmm. out in the woods alone. Yeah. It seems like you're asking for trouble. And I know some kids that would just start a forest fire just to, it, be, just to be spiteful. Exactly. That sort of thing, you know, or... You know, beating each other up. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah. And, it was crazy, but... And I've been listening to a podcast called Camp Hell and Awakey, and it's about this place in Georgia. And I've heard of some of these camps, like you mentioned, kids have died at them or whatever. But there was this one that was started by a pedophile who, not ironically, his last name is Petter. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know if it's with a D Peter or... Peter Pedophile. <laughs> Yeah. Huh, I don't know if you should run a camp with a name like that. Yeah. Oh, no, Lewis, it's just a name. Lewis Petter. <laughs> um, and it's pretty horrifying, the stuff that they made. You know, you put aside the sexual abuse stuff, the hard labor stuff where kids were, they were having to haul like uh, creosote-soaked logs, and that shit causes chemical burns if it touches your skin. Oh, like, man. you have to handle that. You have to have long sleeves and leather gloves and shit. And they had these kids, you know, in Georgia in the heat of the heat and humidity of summer. Oh, boy. Hauling these creosote logs to build docks or whatever the hell they were doing. And it's just horrifying. Like, And I'm listening to the accounts of people who were in this thing. And this guy and the people under him had the trust of all kinds of people in the court system and everything. Yeah. And it went on for a long time. And, uh, yeah, that's a, that's a little thing to just say, Hey parents do a better job parenting. Don't put them in the hands of strangers. Cause who knows? Yeah. I saw one of those shows. Uh, I don't remember what the group was, but, uh, oddly enough, they, they actually interviewed like probably six people who had been in the school 
uh, for troubled teen girls. Um, but one of them was like still raw, raw. They were great. <laughs> they really shaped my shaped me up to be something good. They fixed my life. They fixed my life. They were good people. It was bizarre. It was like, wow, you were so brainwashed. It's still affecting you 40 years later. Well, that's true with any cult. You know, that's exactly what it was. You get the right cult member and they're going to live and die by it. Yeah. Yeah, there were people on that uh, Heaven's Gate documentary that are still... Waiting for the ship. Heaven's Gate Gators. Hmm. Heaven's Gators. <laughs> Heaven's Gators? Yeah. Gaties? What are they? Yeah. I think Gators would be... Gators. Go Gators. Yeah. Anything else on the recently watched? Oh, I think that's about it. All right. Well, for me, I rewatched Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. This is from 2012. It, I don't remember it being Hold good. On. You you rewatched this? <laughs> yes, I did. Because I watched wow. it probably about in 2014, before we we started the show. Uh-huh. And uh, we started this in 2015, right? I believe so. I believe yeah. this is our sixth year coming up in September. Yeah. I don't think I've ever done anything for six years. No. 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 Like, and I'm not a joiner, so... Yeah, I don't think I've ever had a job for more than about five years before I burn out on it and don't want to do it anymore. (laughs) That's why we only do this once a week. Yeah. So Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, I don't remember it being good, but I remember it being flashy and ridiculous. And so I rewatched it and it was flashy and ridiculous. Uh, I don't like the laws of physics being violated just because of... The fact it needs to be flashy. You know, the guy that discovers that Lincoln has got like these special capabilities tells him you need to chop this tree down in one blow. And it's like, I don't care how strong you are or whatever. That tree better be pretty dinky if you're going to cut it down. Yeah. One strike of an axe. And then silver plating the axe. I'm not sure that's how it works. Uh, They had molten silver and they were just pouring it over this blade. Didn't look right to me. No, I'm not a silversmith. I don't. Know. I don't know that that would stay on there. No, I don't think it would. And I, yeah. you couldn't get a very good edge on it. Yeah, it looked it's like the reason we don't make weapons out of silver. Right. It's so soft. Yeah, yeah. And that aside, I mean, that's not the worst problem of this thing, but um, it's fine. I mean, whatever. You know, it. You know, it's silly, and you know, it's ridiculous when you get into it. And um, historically, not super accurate, but whatever. Uh, The vampire stuff is interesting and fun to watch. And it's silly, and that's what I expected from it on a rewatch. So I watched it. And um, um, Benjamin Walker plays Abraham Lincoln. And uh, I wanted to kind of pull up, like, what do you do after that, right? And so let's see. Filmography. Um... He was, let's see, since that, he was in a bunch of stuff you haven't heard of, which I'll name, In the Heart of the Sea, The Choice, Shimmer Lake, Love is Blind, and The Ice Road. I don't think we know any of these. They don't stand out anyway. Um, But before... Shimmer Lake sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, I wonder what that is. Uh, It's a 2017 American neo-noir crime film. Um, directed by Oren Uziel. I don't think I've seen it, but I think I've 
come across it looking on uh, <clears throat> some streaming service. Mm. It's got <clears throat> Rob Corddry in it. Uh, but previous to um, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter, he was in the notorious Betty Page, so that was cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He played Betty Page? Yeah, he's pretty hot. From mm. Betty Page to Abraham Lincoln? Yeah. Those are two body types I think are a lot alike. Yeah. You know, all you got to do is just put the bangs and shave the beard and you got Betty Page. Um, anywho. Abraham Lincoln. Abraham Lincoln. Um, I don't know who Tim Burton was in the movie, but apparently he was in it. He was also Betty Page. <laughs> yes. Tim Burton is such a hot looking dude. Uh, let's see. And then I watched the homoerotic thriller, uh, The Fast and the Furious. <laughs> <laughs> My goodness. Uh, Get a room, you guys. <laughs> you know what? I think you sold me on it. <laughs> it's the top. I didn't want to watch it. but <laughs> <laughs> It's the top gun of the next generation. All right. And this movie's already 20 years old. I feel like I'm just an old man screaming at the clouds i don't get these movies these kids are watching these days they're like grandpa those movies are already old the talkies i just don't i think it's better when they don't but uh so basically um my dear wife decided that um she heard that fast and furious 9 or f9 as it's known uh she heard that it was good people are saying it's actually good Hmm, who'd she hear this from? I don't know, idiots on the internet. I wouldn't, yeah. Someone on a talk show? Who told you that? Some liars. (laughs) And who knows, maybe it is good. Um, But along with hearing that there was a ninth Fast and Furious, which I'm thinking it's on about number four or five, but it's on nine. No, there's been a lot of them. I hear that Vin Diesel, uh, and this uh, height shaming again on our show, but um, trigger warning for height shaming. I hear that Vin Diesel is startlingly short. Yes. Really, though? Yes. I mean, he's proportioned like a, a average to tall dude. So it's like they just threw him in the dryer for too long and he shrunk? A little bit, yeah. I mean, he's not like Tom Cruise, you know, like four foot nine or whatever. Yeah, he's 4'10". <laughs> <laughs> uh, Towers over Cruz. Yeah. Reholds that anchova. <clears throat> he reaches out and palms him by the head and throws him. <laughs> he does that thing where you hold their forehead and Tom Cruise is swinging wildly at his body <laughs> but can't hit and never thinks to connect with his arm. Right. <laughs> Just push his arm off your head. <laughs> Finally hits him in the abs and he goes, hey, that's how Houdini died. Ooh. <laughs> but uh, And then Too Fast, Too Furious... Apparently Vin Diesel was busy making some other bad movie and wasn't in it. Well, he had a rule. Uh, it sounds like I'm a Vin Diesel fan saying this, but I <laughs> saw him on a talk show talking about this. Uh, he wouldn't do sequels. Hmm. He did not want to do sequels. So uh, he, yeah, he did not. He did not uh, show up until the third one again, and it's just a cameo. Tokyo yeah. Drift. Right. Ah, it's so weird. Which was a punchline to a lot of jokes about... (laughs) Sequels. Sequels about, you know, uh, 20 years ago or whenever that movie came out. 15 years ago. Oh, man. It's so weird, like... City Slickers 2, Tokyo Drift. (laughs) Right? Uh, The listeners are like, when are you going to talk about 
<laughs> this movie I've not watched. Hey, relax. You haven't watched it. Do you like reading movies? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're going to be reading this one because it's not dubbed. Well, it is dubbed, but it's not dubbed in English. Yeah, it's not in English. Yeah. That's um, all right. Let's see. What else did I watch? Um, let's see. So which Fast and the Furious did you watch? Uh, one and two. One and two. And yeah. what did you think other than homoerotic thrillers? <laughs> which going to sell me on it. <laughs> just, watch the, just watch Paul Walker and Vin Diesel together. I mean, it's just like... I don't know why that's become one of my favorite things to, <laughs> to write ad fiction slash fiction of, you know, straight male characters and shows yeah it, it's <laughs> it's fun. a lot of fun i don't know <laughs> um <clears throat> yeah um the second one he wasn't in it vin diesel wasn't in it paul walker was and then um you know what do you he's gonna... not in him anymore oh too soon oh yeah that's too soon i mean how many years has that been now three it's been longer than that has it yeah and he died speeding in a car yeah and apparently he's he was good at driving those cars those fast cars and i guess they were just like let's take this thing just down here and back and then i think he was a passenger though oh that's what it was yeah i yeah. think he was trapped in the accident and the, the car burnt up yeah i mean that's not funny on any Ugh. level that's that's Poor guy. that's terrible I mean, i've not seen him in anything other than tammy and the dinosaur <laughs> tammy and the t-rex i mean <laughs> that's right i have not watched that he's uh he looks like he's about 12 in that. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's that's, a quality film right there. That's great. Um, Tyrese Gibson was in the second one. And, uh, you know, it's really funny when you watch these movies. Everybody is just so slick and knows what exactly what's happening. And and they've got, like, smart-ass little phrases and flashy outfits and all this crap. And it's it's like, I kind of feel like a bunch of people who don't have jobs. I don't know where they get their neon clothing and their funny shoes and all this neon lit up crap in their car. But I'm, I don't know. Are they stealing and selling other cars? Well, how are they doing this? You know, they want to make sure we know that these girls can work on cars, you know, so mm -hmm. there's a bunch of girl mechanics in these, like these shops mm. that they have these like kind of underground shops where they're working. And the funniest one is like, Vin Diesel's character in the first movie obviously inherited the house from his dad, who you find out died. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's like, so you can put nitrous oxide tanks in your car, your super expensive car, but you can't buy a couple gallons of paint and paint that garage? No. It's, it looks terrible. No. Yeah, you guys take a Sunday and do it, okay? Get a couple of these morons that hang out with you and have them scrape it and, you know, get some rollers and brushes. It's like a, it's not rocket science. It's a roller. It rolls. <laughs> you know, like those wheels do when we go real fast. It's a nitro burning funny roller. Yeah. Go vroom vroom when you're rolling, you fucking idiot. <laughs> So anyway, <laughs> so that's a recommend. Yes, absolutely. I mean, I'm surprised they haven't done a riff tracks of this. Are one you yet. are going to continue with the uh, with the series? You know what? I remember liking something about Tokyo Drift when it came out, 
and I feel like, okay, but then I mentioned it to Ashley at work and she, you know, she's kind of in the, in the fast car world to some extent, mm-hmm. her and her boyfriend are kind of into the fast cars. And, uh, she's like, oh no, you don't watch Tokyo Drift next. Cause that's not technically in the timeline of things, how you should watch it. And, and I keep forgetting which one she says to watch next, the, the fourth one or the fifth one, and then skip back to Tokyo Drift. So, um, mm. I'll get that information. Get from the her. viewing order right. Yeah. You don't want to be lost. I don't want to be like the Star Wars guy that actually watches the first three and then stops watching Star Wars movies. And when I say first three, I mean Star Wars, Empire Strikes Back, and uh, no, you want to be that person. Oh, that's what I'm saying. I yeah. Am, as as far as Star Wars goes, I am not going to call Star Wars a New Hope. No, no, it's always going to be Star Wars. Uh, yeah, the older I get, the more I realize that Empire Strikes Back was just a crazy fluke. Yeah. That it... Yeah. some reason, they were actually able to catch lightning in a bottle twice. And it was amazing they could do that. Yes. Because it's all been shit since then. Mm-hmm. And some people may disagree. Oh, sure. They're wrong, but... Yeah, you can disagree. <laughs> um, I'll, I'll talk about... Um, I'll talk about one other one so we can get to our uh, strip nude for your killer. I watched one that um, I'm going to pull this up on the computer here to make sure I give you the correct information. Um, Okay. Um, This is from 2020. It's called Class Action Park. So this one... um, This one is a a documentary about a place in New Jersey called Action Park. So basically there was a a Wall Street guy who made a lot of money and he was kind of bored. He had a shit ton of money and he bought a ski resort in, um, oh, what was that area called? Vernon, New Jersey. Okay. And in the 1980s, he was thinking, well, there's an off season and I want income from this property or the surrounding area. So he puts in a water park and um, he's kind of a cowboy about the whole thing in the sense that he's like, well, when I was a kid, we used to go to this place and we would jump off these high rocks. So just have the people who make fake rocks for zoos and stuff, just have them make some like, you know, 20 foot cliffs. Okay. And then a 17 foot pool below it. That's fed by some, you know, runoff from a, snowy mountain somewhere so it's it's shockingly cold so he had tarzan swings and cliff jumps and um and those are the safe ones uh he had all kinds of things that you could get hurt on and uh there's tons of interviews with people um and one of them uh who was especially funny because he is a comedian is uh chris uh, gethard he was in the office and a couple other things uh kind of bookish looking dude um he's he's really funny and he's talking about when he was a kid it was kind of a it was kind of a thing you know you you and your buddies went there and uh they were showing a bunch of people lined up on this platform getting ready to go to the the cliff jump or or the tarzan swing and if you swung kind of if you looked tentative when you were swinging or you felt like an idiot Everybody lined up on this platform waiting for their turn would be yelling, Pussy! And he's just like, they're chanting and yelling. And 
And uh, the biggest problem, other than that everything there was dangerous and people were hurt on a regular basis, is that it was basically run by teenagers. Oh, my God. So imagine the kids you would hire for a hot dog stand. Oh, my God. Except for they're running a, a, a dangerous water park. And you're laughing your ass off and you can't believe the ridiculousness of what these rides and slides are like. And, you know, it's it's kind of weird and tragic, but it's also funny and you're watching it. And then, of course, <clears throat> I don't want to say, but, you know, you get the story of one of the kids that gets killed on one of the rides. Yeah, I was waiting for that. Yeah. And it was one of those cement flumes that you ride a little cart down. Uh-huh. And they've got them here in Colorado. Uh-huh. Uh, up in the mountains somewhere. And huh. They call it the Alpine Slide. And some kid got rocketed off of it and hit some rocks, you know, hit his head on some rocks. And, Ooh. Yeah. One of those situations. And uh, so that really... Yeah, Disneyland kills, I don't know, six or eight people a year. <laughs> <laughs> we just got sued. <laughs> the bloodthirsty mouse. <laughs> oh, man. The, the happiest place on earth has a body count. <laughs> it really does. Yeah. And they go, they go to some extent, some lengths to uh, cover that up. I'm sure they you know, do. They don't, they don't want to say it. They also have a jail. In Disneyland, yeah. you can be arrested by Mickey Mouse. Yeah. If you're um, not a political prisoner in a Disneyland jail, <laughs> what where are you? What was that that gorilla filmed independent thing? Um, Tomorrowland? Is that what it was called? Tomorrowland? Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, that one was crazy. I watched that one. Oh, yeah? I didn't see that one. Oh, man. You should you should see. I that. Uh, recently listened to a, the podcast. You must remember this about. Uh, she has a six part uh, series on uh, Song of the South. Oh yeah, and uh, yeah, it was pretty good. I don't know if Katrina Longworth does her own research, but she has. She says she has a research assistant. Yeah, I think she mentions end, that so. in the credits. Yeah, yeah. But uh, man, that's a good show. Yeah, that's a really good show. Yeah, for anyone who's who's listening who wants to listen to more good stuff, who <laughs> wants to listen to a better show with research, <laughs> research, um, and hey. fact checking. Uh, you know, uh, so uh, Class Action Park has also Allison Becker, John Hodgman, Johnny Knoxville, um, John Jim, Hodgman. Uh, yeah, John Hodgman from uh, you know the uh, the thing, the thing, yeah. Um, uh, he was the uh, he was on the Daily Show. Oh yeah, uh, Jimmy Kimmel, Ricky Rockman. Um, oh yeah, you get to see some stuff from uh, Head Headbangers Ball where they go to Action Park and Lane Staley and Jerry Cantrell from uh, Alice in Chains are there. Really, they are remarkably skinny and young. It's weird, um, but yeah, they uh, yeah, it was it was cool though. Um, you know, getting all these stories, but, uh, yeah, Jimmy Kimmel was like, he was one of those kids, but it was basically all the, all the asshole kids from New York and New Jersey would come to this place. And I imagine it's like having bikers invade your town, like, Ooh. but every single weekend and probably a lot of the weekdays as well. Yeah. So a lot of, uh, interviews with the locals. Where did you see this? Um, yeah, what was it on? I, I feel like it was on HBO Max. Okay. Yeah, I don't think it was on Hulu. I'll check it out. Yeah. So, yeah, John Hodgman is the guy from, um, 
uh, Mystery Science Theater 3000, isn't he? No, that's Joel Hodgson. Oh. John. No, he, uh, he played the... Uh, uh, I, I don't know what the character was called, but he was like the world's smartest man. Oh, okay. Kind of thing. Oh, okay. He was in some Apple commercials, Mac commercials. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Let's see. He's pretty funny. Yeah. Let's see. Yeah, there's a, he's got an extensive uh, IMDb list here, but let's not get into that. Um, yeah, I was thinking John Hodgman. Or Joel. Joel Hodgson. Joel. <laughs> Never mind. Moving on. Different people. Yes, totally different people. And I also watched Heist on Netflix. It's a series about people who've done heists. Oh. And um, as you can imagine, everything goes smoothly and they end up with millions of dollars and live happily ever after. Yeah. That's yes. how every heist ends. Yes. Yeah. I was working at a music land back in the early 90s. Uh-huh. And I remember they hired this new kid and he, he seemed like kind of a jackass, but he just seemed mischievous and like he wasn't interested in learning anything except maybe how the cash register worked. Mm. And that's the first time I saw in person a lip tattoo and he peeled his lip, his bottom lip down and showed me it said hardcore inside his lip. Nice. And, and I don't remember the kid's first name or anything, but um, that's the same store where I worked with the kid that almost played Danny in the shining. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I found out later that he was planning a heist where he was going to, like, steal all the CDs back when CDs were a newer thing. Yeah. And worth a lot more money. And, uh, yeah, he had a big heist planned. I've known two bank robbers in my life. <laughs> Have you? Two separate bank robbers. I knew a getaway driver. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, I think it's Wheelman. Okay. Uh, a Wheelman and, uh, and then somebody else, I guess, who just went in. Yeah. The actual robber. Wow. Uh, yeah, the first guy was a guy who was my cousin's neighbor. He was, uh, I think, two years older than us in high school. And one day we we were in uh, class, and we had a bomb threat, which happened more often than not. <laughs> uh, there was a big test that day. <laughs> you know, and uh, <laughs> no, what happened is they called in a bomb threat so they could rob the bank while the police were at the school. Yeah. Checking out the bomb threat. Not 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 totally stupid. But the guy who went in, who held the place up, the two guys who went in, one of them was a regular at that branch. Oh, duh. They did not wear a mask. Oh, jeez. They were recognized immediately. They got in the car. They got the money. They got in the car. Uh... One of the die packs exploded, <laughs> ruining the guy's car, the wheel man's car. Didn't get on them, though. They were, but just covered the car. Uh, two, the wheel man and one of the robbers, like, kind of hid out. Mm -hmm. I don't know where. I don't remember all the details. This is a long time ago. Uh, but the other one went to, uh, went to this, you know, big town over, Las Cruces, mm -hmm. and spent a bunch of money. That he obviously couldn't have earned. Right. And uh, they were both picked up the next day. Or they all three were picked up the next day. Morons. The other one was a neighbor of some friends I had here in Denver. 
and he dealt in a lot of stolen merchandise. Mm-hmm. He tried to sell me a photocopier that, quote unquote, fell off a truck. Yeah. I almost bought it because. Hey, the roads are bumpy around here. Things exactly. fall off the trucks all the time. And it wasn't that expensive for a really nice high end photocopier. Uh, he was done making 20s. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he used to come into the shop we, we were at mm-hmm. with merchandise to return and get credit or cash. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know where he was getting that stuff from, but he was clearly, you know, he was probably swiping it from us and returning it to us. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he, he and a, he and a friend tried to rob a bank and I don't even think they got out with anything. They were immediately cornered. Well, I think the only way to really pull that one off is to have an inside person who recently quit, who informs you about everything you need to know. And even then, you could walk out and there could be a cop driving by. And maybe you freak out. I think the only way to get away with it is to be a banker. Yeah. Yeah. yeah do do the, uh, the stealing uh, the old-fashioned way. Legally. Legally, yeah. Yeah. Whatever. Um, yeah, so Heist, it's a recommend. Watch that one. Uh, I'm, I'm the first two stories in, and uh, it's, it's good. I don't, know, I don't know how many stories, how many episodes they have, but it's a series. So shall we talk about Strip Nude for Your Killer? Yes. An Italian movie that bosses you around. Yeah. Title tells you what to do. Telling you what to do. So Strip Nude for Your Killer. Um, um, I don't remember what year this was. 74. 475 let me look here real quick um so this one 75 uh you found this when you were looking for italian shark movies for the uh episode we're going to do with jolian actually i think i'm i'm going to revise that i think i was looking for jallos and found that tubi had a few that i had not seen Hmm. and this was before the thought of watching italian shark movies and i watched three and I can't remember what the third one was. Hmm. Um, this was the best of the three. Oh, good. Um, I enjoyed this one <clears throat> quite a lot. It was uh, sort of sleazy. It was very Italian. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know. Should we give a trigger warning for uh, stereotypes and maybe uh, uh, imitations, bad imitations of Italian accents? <laughs> Should we trigger warn on that right now? Yeah, maybe. Yeah, because I kind of feel like um, uh, there exists a stereotype that uh, Italian men are are kind of um, forward. Forward. That's a good way of putting it. Yeah. Yeah. Rapey. A bit handsy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When they're when they're done talking a bunch of shit, they get handsy, and mm-hmm. then uh, and I, I've heard this is true from people who've traveled to Italy. You know what? Uh, you say that, you know, this, this may be an unfortunate stereotype, but it is a stereotype they put forth in a lot of these movies. Well, they do, right? There's a scene in Deep Red. I believe it's Deep Red, where the guy's like shouting to all the raped virgins in the city or something. And you're like, oh, Italy. Oh, man. Just you. Um, so this one, uh, starts right into the action, doesn't it? Yes. It's like, um, they pull out all the stops for nudity. They're like... Oh, yeah. yeah. Right away. Yeah. There's no, uh, 
there's no not nude in this movie. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, yeah. The 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 title uh, is sort of loosely translated because it has the Italian word for assassin, la assassino, and um, and I kind of feel like. When uh, when I was in my mid-teens and I would stay at my friend's house who had like HBO and Showtime, uh-huh. you'd get some movie that promised to be like this movie that's going to have tons of nudity and all kinds of sexual stuff happening. And it would usually be a bunch of bullshit and then some partial nudity and you just... Yeah, you and f- it'd always be a dimly lit room or something. Yeah. You're like, mm, you just felt ripped I off. I saw Bush. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it just seems like this is a movie where the Italians are like... Hey, that that's stupid. The Italians don't mess around when it comes to movies. I have said before on this show, the Italians are my favorite movie makers. <laughs> I love Italian movies. They're gaudy. Sometimes they don't make sense. Oh, yeah. Uh, they But they always look so stylish and great. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, they'll pick a style and stick with it. Mm-hmm. They'll they'll decide that the bar is here for violence or nudity or whatever, and they're going to just leap over it. Yep. You know, uh, car chases and crappy cars that don't go very fast, but fast enough to wreck. Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, that that's a staple of a lot of movies is you, you know, when the beater shows up, that car's going to get wrecked. Oh, yeah. It's great. Uh, so this one, um, do you want me to read a synopsis of it? I'll, I'll you... give a little synopsis. Yeah, you're, you're pretty uh, good at synopsizing or yeah, summarizing. Yeah, we meet a uh, a photographer. I can't remember his name. Uh, oh, let's geez. see. Here, let's see. Let's let's bring up the cast here real quick. Uh, let's see. I'm not going to edit this. I'm not editing anything unless I have to. Sure, why not? Um, was it Carlo? Carlo, yes. Yeah. So Carlo's a photographer for a fashion agency, and uh, he fancies himself something of a ladies' man, mm-hmm. and he starts off the film by uh, harassing some poor woman. Well, d- d- don't forget the cold open as we watched a uh, botched abortion. That, oh, I forgot! That ends in a staged... Um, natural death or suicide? Suicide, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I forgot. That <clears throat> is the cold open. It's an abortion. Uh, thank you, Italy. Yeah, with a, with, with a uh, cardiac arrest because it's being done by a doctor who... I don't remember if he was smoking cigarettes while he was doing his work poorly, but she dies. She dies, and they fake her death. Um, you'll learn later that she was a model at the agency. Mm-hmm. Um, that Carlo worked at, but Carlo, uh, harasses some woman and basically talks her into sex in the sauna. Yeah. It's like, it's like one degree, this side of rape. Uh, Yeah. I mean, she gives consent, but she does give consent. She gives in pretty quickly. I will admit she, she feigns sort of annoyance at him at the bar and he is very forward. Yeah. Uh, you know, he takes her in the sun and he's like, here, let's get these rags off you. Yeah. They're at, are, are they at a, a resort or a hotel? Or Yeah. There's some sort of resort or swimming pool or something. Some sort of, uh, uh, you did notice his trunks, his, 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 uh, swimsuit or whatever. Yeah. So it's very high waisted, but his butt cheeks were hanging out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't know what was happening in Italy at the time. 
But uh, prior to this, they had some really badass sunglasses. I don't know where they went off the rails with their swimsuits, but it was weird. Yeah, they woo. Yeah, they have some weird swimsuits. Yeah. Um. So then we go to the agency and we meet uh, a model slash photographer who's kind of involved with Carlo. Mm-hmm. Um, at the time, you don't know that she's the star. You think that the lady from the sauna might be the star or the mm-hmm. lead. Oh, yeah. Um, and then, then what happens? Lots of murder happens. That's what happens. Yeah, it seems like all the characters we meet get kind of picked off Yeah, and they pick and off. I did like that the lady who runs the... <clears throat> uh, the model agency, I got the feeling that she was supposed to be seen as older. Yeah, because she was thinking like mid 50s, yeah. but then they say she's 32. Yeah, that old hag. That old hag. Gisela. So, Gisela. We see, we meet her, we meet her husband, who's a fat loser. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and there's a new model. Uh, what's her name? Oh, yeah. What was her name? Um, Lucia? No. Magda. No. Magda's the uh, model oh, yeah, she's slash the, photographer. She's the one that ends up in the sauna. Um, Patricia. No, Magda's not the one that's in the sauna. And I'm, I'm just throwing out cast. Patricia. Patricia, yeah. Yeah, she she's the like hot new model there. Yeah. And Carlo has brought in the, the woman from the sauna. I don't remember her name. Uh, as a potential model. Now that was uh, Edwidge Fennick. Yeah, yeah, <clears throat> that's the actor's name. Um, Magda Cortis is her character's name. Like, why do they even give characters last names in these things? You know, they never use their last name. Oh, there's a lot of information <clears throat> like that that's always in the script that never comes on the screen. Yeah, but uh, so uh, yeah, there's a uh, gloved killer that's killing people. Yeah, you Which know, checks the box on a Jallo. Yeah, uh, there's plenty of J and B scotch. Oh, throughout my the movie. God, there was a lot of J and B scotch. Yeah. Um, yes, okay, so, so for listeners I, who don't know, um, the the checklist includes some sort of sharp knife or razor, uh huh, leather gloves, and uh-huh. some sort of mask or suit. Yeah, usually uh, you you see from the killer's point of view. Mm-hmm. On the kills. With the breathing. You never the... see the killer until right. the end. Right. Um, usually there's things like, you know, people being watched from a distance mm-hmm. or through a wall. Mm-hmm. That usually happens. Um, yeah, the J&B yeah. shows up. Uh, paranoia. Um, the lady says, uh, I could use... Uh, he, the caretaker, whoever... I don't remember who brings her a glass of lemonade and she takes a drink. She's like, ah, don't you have anything stronger? And he walks over to this bar and there must be 25 bottles of J&B lined up for the camera. Now, whoever was the, the, the person behind product placement and promotion was not fucking around in the 70s. No. Well, the, the story is, is that they got a crate of J&B if they showed the bottle yeah. in a movie. Yeah. So, yeah, you look for J&B in, in Giallo's. Yeah, and probably... Gialli. Yeah, in, in other Italian movies, maybe it happens also. Uh, it probably does. Yeah, I can't say I've watched a lot of them, but... Uh, but, yeah, uh, if you were to do... Um, 
what is that on Reddit? They do starter packs or something like yes. that. <laughs> like it, it just shows the little like. Oh, um, that's a good idea. Yeah, a little montage of a giallo starter pack. Yeah, gloved hands, a razor, a sharp knife. Um, because it's always stabbing. Nobody yeah. ever gets shot. I suppose strangling happens, but it does sometimes. Usually, it's the knife. Um, there's a great scene in this movie where uh, Magda wanders around the house nude in heels, mm-hmm. and the killer's turning on the faucets in the kitchen and then the bathroom. Yeah, to freak her out. You go through the whole thing. It's pretty suspenseful. You're kind of shocked that she gets killed because you are still under the impression that she's the lead. Um, or at least I was. Yeah. Um, she gets killed. That. And then they repeat the same scene, almost beat for beat, with the big fat husband of Gisela. <laughs> who wanders right. around in his underwear. Yeah. I don't know what that scene <clears throat> meant. But it was great. I, I don't know if they were just exploiting him because they thought it was funny. Because he gets really rapey with the girl from the agency. Oh my god, yeah. And then she finally decides she's going to give in, although she's um, a somewhat closeted lesbian. Um, but he uh, apparently is impotent. Yes. And then after she leaves and he apologizes and tries to give her money and all this stuff... He gets out a blow-up doll. Yes, he's, and he's wandering around with it. Yeah. As the killer turns on the faucets. Yeah, what the uh, hell is that? Which also happens in Paranoia, as the killer turns on a faucet. Okay. I'm like, is that because you can hear it on the film? Yeah. I think that must be why they chose that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. did you notice when he was turning that corner into the kitchen, you could see a crewman reflected? No, was, I missed that. Yeah, it was a cameraman or, well, they don't really have guys with mics, do they? Because they don't really they don't. try to record anything. No. Uh, for listeners who don't know, you watch any giallo, really any Italian movie, they're just like, hey, microphones, eh, no, not here. They just uh, do everything in post. Everything's done ADR. Mm-hmm. And, and the actors usually just, give the lines in whatever language they speak. Yeah. Whatever their native language is. So what's weird is this one's all in Italian with subtitles. Yeah. You don't know uh I imagine if you're on set you you might not know what your co star is saying. Yeah. You just know what you're supposed to say when their lips stop moving. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. I mean if you read the script you know what they're saying, but they're saying it all in Italian. Yeah. You know. But. I did appreciate the fact that there was a switchblade in this one. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to own a couple different times in my life. I used to own switchblades. That yeah. One was actually probably from the fifties or sixties oh, and I wish I still had it, but, uh, it got sort of, I, uh, I, I don't even want to get into it. It, it just disappeared mm-hmm. and that was too bad. Yeah. I don't know. I had a couple switchblades at some point too. They were always real cheap ones he bought at the fair. Right, and that's the problem. Because they would sell kids, like, switchblades. I bought knives. I bought ninja stars. Oh, yeah. Uh, better than a switchblade was the butterfly knife. Yeah, I knew some kids that could flip those things so oh, fast. Oh, man, you tried. Yeah, that yeah. was like a, a big game. 
Yeah. Ooh, let's all go buy a butterfly knife. Some kid would save up and buy nunchucks. Oh yeah. That were foam covered. Yeah. But you just cut the foam off, and then you had these hard plastic nunchucks. Yeah. But you whack the hell out of your little brother, and you get grounded. Yeah, you could you could practice with them until you're pretty sure you're not going to hit yourself with them, and then yeah. take the foam off. Yeah. I I actually just bought actual hardwood ones that had like the ball bearing swivels on them. It was like oh nice. Yeah, I got the real ones. I I rebought this shit recently. I don't know if I ever told you this. No. Oh yeah, I, I went on a tear. I bought I bought uh, a pair of nunchucks, um, some shurikens, uh, uh, a wrist rocket, and I was really disappointed Ooh. that the, uh, the surgical tubing, the the rubber, uh, just like dry rotted and cracked after like a year or two. It was mm. very disappointing. So I have to probably go buy some good stuff and you know from i don't know where you buy that but hardware store or uh, sporting good yeah sporting good store sporting good store would have that yeah but um my brother had one of those back in the 80s and oh, man. you could put a ball bearing through just about anything yeah with one of those damn things yeah i had a wrist rocket i had a crossbow damn i had a crossbow pistol and the only reason my parents gave it to me <laughs> is because i was too weak to pull back the the string, you know. So it was inspiration to work on arm <clears throat> strength? <laughs> yeah, kind of. Or they were just sure you were never going to shoot They anything. were like, oh, if they didn't figure that I'd figure out how to put my foot in there and pull it with both hands. Right. You're like, oh, yeah, I can do this. I can sit on the ground and put my feet there and pull it. So what was the worst thing you shot with it? Uh, I never shot anything bad. You didn't I... put it through like a barn or a no afford. i shot cans i did get in trouble for <clears throat> busting a bunch of windows and junk cars with the with a pellet gun mm-hmm. but that was a number of years later yeah, they were junk cars they were junk cars but yeah we still got in a lot of trouble yeah we also broke up a whole set of cue balls trying to figure uh uh billiard balls mm-hmm. trying to figure out what was inside them they're just solid yeah. You found that out. Uh-huh. We also cut open a golf ball to see. Was there radioactive juice inside? No. And killed my friend. Sprayed right <laughs> in his face. He turned into a mutant. <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> no, there's a bunch of rubber bands in there. Yep. Basically. So. But you know what's cool is you tie some of that rubber band that's in there to a button and spin it over your head. It makes a really cool noise. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. 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 Never thought of that. And then I found out years later that the Australians, the um, the Aborigine, uh, that's how they call spirits. They have a piece of like rawhide type material with a stone at the end and they whip it around, whip it around over their head and it makes this whirring sound. It's really cool. Wow. I didn't know that. Yeah. Neat. Did we already get to the. No, we didn't. We didn't get to the end of this movie. Uh, no, not at all. We got sidetracked, of course. Yeah, so uh, so uh, everyone from the agency is getting killed. Uh-huh. <clears throat> at, the, at one point, um, I'm thinking that the, the couple who uh, who's uh, the girl with the short hair and the guy with the Warren Beatty looking, looks like Warren Beatty and Chevy Chase had a kid. Yes, Carlo. Uh, Carlo, yeah. Um, yeah, uh, those two are like, naked and having sex and then they go he goes out to do something and gets chased and yeah, hit by a car and yeah and then uh, he had some pictures he was out on a crime scene taking pictures in the dark uh-huh with infrared film yeah and so yes she thinks he thinks he has a picture of the killer yeah so at this point you're thinking well she's probably not the killer and he's probably not the killer 
Because I was thinking one of these two is the killer. I thought she was the killer until quite late in the movie. I was pretty sure because of the fit of the motorcycle suit that it could be a woman. I was pretty sure it was a woman, although I think in the first kill, uh, I think it was a man in the motorcycle suit. I think they did it to throw you off. Oh, yeah. They don't care. Uh, I then, think they do it, you know, so you don't know who it is. And in the final scene where she falls down that bunch of stairs. Yeah. It's totally a dude in a padded suit. Uh-huh. It's a stuntman. It's so yeah. padded. But, um, yeah, so he he calls uh, he calls her from the hospital and says, you need to get, the, I ditched he this hid, roll. Of, he, yeah, he hides the film in a trash can. Yeah. Because he knows he's going to get... Uh, caught caught something killed or something killed yeah and so she goes and retrieves it and goes back to develop it which i wondered why they made her a photographer too but yeah here you go yeah because she had to know how to develop the film um to plant those seeds early yeah um so she goes back and she's developing the film and the killer shows up Mm -hmm. so you're like oh well i guess it's not her yeah and he's in the hospital, so you're like, I don't know who it is. And you know, it's so funny. Right at this moment, I'm thinking, I bet they have a gun somewhere at this agency. Uh-huh. And, uh, yeah. Uh, this is about the time I figured out who the killer was. Mm-hmm. Just by thinking of who we hadn't seen in a while. Yep. Um, who we've had a little time to almost forget about. Uh-huh. Exactly. Yeah. Almost forgot about her. Yeah, Patricia. Yeah. Yeah. And she was the murdered woman's sister Mm -hmm. uh, out for revenge. Yeah. And the woman wasn't even really murdered. It was just a botched abortion that it was it was negligence. The the negligent death was was, uh, you know, it was bad enough for her to kind of go off the rails and start killing people. But does that automatically give you a skill set like this killer has? No, she must have trained. She had to have, I don't know, were these her first murders? She's Mm. a little too good at it. She was pretty good at it. Yeah, I mean, granted, she's motivated. But I don't know, should you be able to stalk and stealthily do all this stuff and speedily do all the things that you're doing as a murderer? I don't know, man. So, um... Sure, why not? But, uh... Yeah, she basically, with her dying words, says why she did it. And, uh-huh. And, uh... We, we have... This erases any any uh, trace of uh, Carlo's involvement. Yeah. Because that dies with her. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> so he's able to just go... Go about his life as though nothing happened. Yeah. Although he was involved in this negligence and cover-up. Yes. But he gets away. And lives happily ever after. Yeah. So, uh, on to the next movie. With On to the next movie. Yeah. That, that's kind of how this Giallo thing works. Yeah. Now, I don't know a lot about who all made these movies. Like, whether this director did a lot of these or not. And you know, the... I think this was Lindsay. Yeah, let's see. Uh, Andrea Bianchi. Oh, okay. Let's no. see. Um, yeah, a bunch of the stuff sounds like Giallo and 
erotica. And it goes all the way through 1993. So... Uh, 20 years? Yeah. Yeah, this uh, doesn't say anything on the Wikipedia page. But uh, Andrea, this is a dude I... Yeah. I understand. But, uh, yeah. There you have it. So, strip nude for your killer. Uh, do you recommend it? I do. All right. Um, what, what are, what are uh, some of its faults that you think might put people off? Production values of Italian movies, if they're not familiar with it? Perhaps. Uh, you know... Sometimes Americans are a bit prudish. Eh. They'll be okay with the murder and the violence, but the nudity that goes on and on might be a bit much for some. It's so weird, isn't it? It's bizarre. I don't get it, but... I mean, how many years has it been since the pilgrims who were so uptight and... Oh my god, yeah. The puritanical... The Puritans. The puritanical nature in this country sometimes makes me crazy. Yeah. It's like, we're okay with... All the guns and violence. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, any nudity or sexuality is just too much. Too much to handle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's such a weird thing. And there's other countries that are just totally free about it. And uh, they don't suffer from it. Nothing bad happens no. because of it. No, exactly, you know. Yeah, I've heard plenty of, I think, Italian television has nudity on it. Probably. Uh, we can't even go to over swear words in this country. Oh, We're still no. beeping them. Yeah. I don't know what the fuck that's about. Right. Um, uh, it's it's quite annoying. Um, you watch British television, and they, they at some point they just stopped caring. They have women in, in Sweden doing the weather forecast <clears throat> nude. Yeah. And it's like, uh, it makes it easier to put up with the weather. <laughs> you know, <laughs> this is pleasant. Yeah. Yeah. There's a Category 5 hurricane bearing down on the Gulf. So what? (laughs) (laughs) Who cares? So, yeah, I recommend this one also. Um, I feel like it it is... uh, It's very standard for the Giallo movies. Yeah, it's pretty standard. And there's one I've been meaning to watch called Torso, because it has the most ridiculous trailer. Oh, does it? It just goes on and on. It's like, and this guy is telling you what's going to happen in torso and every time he says torso it goes (laughs) you're like oh this is great uh yeah anyone who wants to hear uh, well watch and hear a hilarious trailer just uh you know look look that one up on youtube okay torso torso i've seen it listed yeah not watched it yet yeah i don't know if it's any good but uh the trailer is how could it be bad that's what i'm saying so next time we're going to talk about a bunch of uh, shark exploitation of the Italian sort. Yes. Uh, um, so we're going to stay in Italy for the next episode. Jolian should be back with us. And uh, I mean, I know I'm going to be talking about the last shark, but you found a few others and I'm going to write those down and watch. I also watched one that was not Italian. Oh, what was that one? Santa Jaws. Oh, you watched it just because. How could I not? Yeah, we, t- we talked about... Uh, uh, Cuddy, Cuddy Sark, or as the dumb girl I briefly dated. Cuddy Shark. Years ago called it Cuddy Shark. Yes. And you said it's what Santa Jaws drinks. It is what Santa Jaws drinks. Uh, oof, 
Not a good movie. I bet it's not. Not a good movie at all. Why is everybody trying to go to that well? That I don't know. There's a bunch of them on there. In fact, the person who made Santa Jaws, if you look, uh, like they give you their little filmography mm-hmm. below uh, on Prime, he has like four movies, and they're all shark movies. Yeah. Two of them are like Swamp Shark or something, and Ozark Shark, and it's just stupid. and a zombie shark. You're like, yeah. <clears throat> and they're all, I think, from 2017. It's hmm. like, how did this guy get that much energy to do four movies in a year? Maybe it's um, maybe a lot of the footage goes to all the all the different movies it may and i will talk about that and italian shark movies next week aha uh-huh. i am not surprised well i guess we should call it a show and uh and i will get this thing um edited not very edited i'm gonna get this thing <laughs> posted posted soon and uh and we'll be enjoy back. enjoy our mistakes yeah you know what we're not trying to put on airs this is this we don't is, rehearse there's no, nothing no this is fun we pull up a couple of web pages and talk about what we watched sometimes i'll take you know, you know a bunch of notes if i could see that something's so ridiculous but not this time so listeners thank you for listening stay off the moors <laughs>